0: Taking Back Birth is a production of the IndieBirth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome back to Podcast Friday. I'm back on a normal schedule for me, but probably only for the next couple of weeks before we head out of Sedona. Life is going to get a little more complicated, but I wanted to record this and a couple other things before we head out. So this recording, maybe it's a little bit echoey, huh? And if it is, I'm sitting in an empty office for the most part with just a desk remaining, everything packed up that would have given some cushion to the sound here many many books and many cool wall hangings of birth photos so definitely feeling the winds of change coming through and let's see what to share about all of that just for an update the move is about two weeks away so it's funny and not funny how it felt like forever the last couple of months right just what will we do? Where will we go? And then even when we did nail down this house thing, having a month and not really wanting to pack and stuff a month before, I don't know about you, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I really did a couple things and that felt good. And now it's just crunch time. It's just down to two weeks and there's so much to do. And the list is long of getting cars shipped, for example, and making the arrangements for the road trip which reminds me, although by the time anyone emails me, I might already have this figured out, but definitely looking for uh, a fun road trip from here to Kentucky, from Arizona to Kentucky. However, we will have dogs, so I haven't been able to navigate that where we wouldn't. Uh, In some other world, it would be fun to do it without them so that we could stop and, I don't know, sightsee or whatever, but I think it's just not in the cards. So we'll make it as fun as we can. We'll get there and then we can hopefully have some more fun by checking out all the new things that will be in our new home. So that's the plan. We will be driving and the moving truck will be packed up and hopefully it'll all go super well. Uh, we are in the middle of I think, a bunch of retrogrades. I know Mercury for sure. And that has definitely not thrown a huge wrench in, but I'm sure everybody's feeling it right now. Just things don't always go to plan during retrogrades. Um, Things you thought would happen this way suddenly go the other way. And it's not disastrous. It just really is challenging, I think, in a sense of keeping the course, you know, staying on the course regardless. And I looked it up yesterday, happy to report that um, Mercury at least goes direct right before we move. So I'm hoping that plays a part in a really smooth car trip, you know, just safe and happy and, and enjoyable, really enjoying it would be the icing on the cake. So that's to come and let's see what else. Um, The witchery class is going super awesome. It's been so fun. So if you're somebody that's in that, thank you for being there. And, um, you know, you can certainly give me feedback and let me know what you think and what you loved and what exercises resonated. Uh, Or if you thought things were missing, totally open to all of that. And then if you're not someone that was there, which, of course, is most people, well, we'd love to have you at some point in the future. So, I am planning on rerunning it probably in September and maybe having another way. Whoops, all kinds of noises here. Sorry, let's turn this off. Um, yeah, so uh, other ways of making that class work because it is all recorded. So, I think there's some possibility there for people that prefer to not have live events because. I'm one of those people at times too. Sometimes live events are just too hard to get to. So I think there can be a version of this class that's just kind of like do at your own pace. Watch the recordings, do the exercises, share in the class on the online platform. But that's to come. I'm not quite sure about that. And there's a lot of things up in the air right now. And I'm going to share about a topic that's on my mind that is feeling just as up in the air. I don't really have any answers I think it's another step on this journey of reimagining what midwifery means to me. So I'll get there in a minute. Um, I did want to share a Rumi quote because I love Rumi. And Jill in our witchery class sent me this quote. And it was just so fitting and beautiful. I thought I would share it here. Try not to resist changes that come your way. Instead, let life live through you. And do not worry that your life is turning upside down. How do you know that the side you are used to is better than the one to come? Pretty awesome. Thank you, Rumi. Rumi rocks. Best quotes ever. I don't know that I'm resisting change, but I do recognize that change is difficult and has challenges and just throws us off in feeling often. I mean, it's rare to meet a person that's just... So okay, and so acclimated, and so goes with the flow. But definitely life goals, trying not to resist the changes and just going with them. So for the most part, I think we're doing that. There really isn't anything to resist at this point because we are going, we are moving to Kentucky. There's no way, um, you know, no way that I can see at least. Uh, that that wouldn't happen. You know, there's, there's no way to stay here. And I'm not feeling that I would want to. I think I've shared enough about that. But it's definitely feeling like time is up. And as I lead into this podcast about community midwifery, it's really exciting to me. And so maybe I am someone that embraces change in certain aspects. The part that's feeling exciting is that we're going somewhere new. I don't know the people. I don't know the community. And I'm holding the highest vision for us, for our family, because I know we are being led there. I don't think it's an accident at all. I get the sense that Kentucky and perhaps this town in particular where we will be is actually a very magical place, right? So that came in for me and it was like, Yeah, of course it is. Sedona is a magical place. So did I really think we would just be set down randomly? No, I know that it's perfect. And I know there's magic there to be explored. I don't know if there's what I would consider birth magic, but I believe that there could be because I don't think my work, at least in birth, is done. Although I'm totally enjoying just branching out more and being more me, you know, because birth is just a part of me, but it's not me. I'm not my job. You know, being a midwife isn't my only, it isn't my identity and it's certainly not my only role. So I've really enjoyed that. And the witchery class, it's just me being me. It's just me teaching the things I've come across and hoping to get better at myself. So that said, a new community, new opportunities, new adventures, a new way of crafting whatever it is I want to do. And I feel so divinely lucky because for so long in my life now, I've forgotten. I've forgotten for the most part that many people don't craft their own lives. They are in a job and they're being told what to do, even subtly. And so I'm so grateful that I've had a lot of practice and experience at this point, just saying to myself, hey, what do you want to do next? You want to teach a witch class? Do it. You want to reinvent midwifery for yourself? Do it. Um, And that makes life exciting because I've shared along the way just how being a midwife in the role that I was occupying here for the last bunch of years has been great, but also needed change for me. And so it makes sense I'm not staying here, Although I thought, you know, could this happen here? Well, it it probably could, but it's not supposed to. And I think reinventing yourself, for lack of a better word, is easier when you move, right? That's one of the great things about moving. I do have a lot of Sagittarius in my chart for those of you out there that have ever wondered about astrology. And so um, Cancer is my sun sign. So I have this not battle. I have, I think a decent balance of like, I want to stay home and I want to be a homebody and I don't want to move. And I want to put down roots, you know, with this other Sagittarius side, which is nope, get out there and see the world. Try it again, you know, do it differently. So I'm super excited. And I've just been thinking more about if I want to get back into attending births locally in this new place and how that will be received in the community. Licensing is a thing in Kentucky, although it's new. And that I think is going to bring up new things that I haven't seen, because the community, I think, is just new to the whole concept of licensing. So I don't know where people stand. I don't know if that's seen as a desirable thing. Um, Here in Arizona, you know, I had 10 years, 10 years of practicing as an unlicensed midwife. So it was Not difficult to explain because this community has had a lot of experience with licensed midwives, for better or for worse. So I didn't have to over explain. People would just come to me and say, hey, I don't want that. Or last time I had that, meaning a licensed midwife, it didn't work out for me. So it was easier or I don't know if that's the word, but it was more obvious that what I offer is different and so people resonated with it or they didn't whatever but going to this new place especially where licensing is new I'm just curious I'm curious where people are at I'm curious what their views are what myths they might be being told <laughs> about licensing so all of that is kind of turning around in my head and of course I'm not going to do anything differently in that regard I will not be seeking a license, although having the CPM credential is, I believe, equivocal to a license in Kentucky, but you still have to do the paperwork and I think fingerprint yourself, hell no, to get a license. So it's kind of funny. I don't know. That's another thing I wonder if people will wonder about, you know, because often not having a license, of course, is seen as by some people, oh, she must be dumb. She must not be skilled. Um, But in this case, you know, I actually have the qualification that equals a license, but I'm just not wanting one. So I wonder, I wonder how that'll go. My deepest belief, of course, is that there's a midwife for everybody. And ultimately, there are always women that are looking for options. So It's more just talking about it and, again, seeing where the community stands and seeing where I can be useful as far as education. Um, But, again, I've said this before, being cautious in a sense, you know, just not coming into a new community and sort of bulldozing everybody and and being loud and, you know, telling them how terrible licensing is. I'm going to kind of tiptoe around for a little bit, I think, and, and get the lay of the land and see what's what. No need to make a big fuss. And my ideal, if I did get back to attending births, would be that I don't do advertising anyway, not because I'm scared to, um, but here I never needed to, people just came, they came to the free workshop, you know, word of mouth. And so it's a great reminder that to me, that's the way I want it all to work. Um, So, you know, you don't have to hang a shingle necessarily. You don't have to tell everybody you're there. Again, not out of fear, but just because word spreads. And, you know, when people are looking for a certain thing, they tend to attract it. So this idea of a community midwife. It's funny. I Googled my own blog post, frankly, because I wrote one a long time ago called... Is the Community Midwife Dead, I believe? And I wanted to reread it because I wanted to see what I felt about this idea of community midwifery. I remember writing it, and I remember writing it after a dear friend client had her baby a couple summers ago, and it was right around the corner. And it was so beautiful to be able to walk to her birth and to walk to her postpartums and her prenatals. You know, it really was beautiful. And anyway, you can go read the blog post as to what I was feeling back then. But when I read it now, it's not that I didn't think it was beautiful, but something is definitely shifting for me. And as I read it, it almost felt tiring. Like there's got to be a way to make this less hard. And I've shared on podcasts, and this has been my theme. So if you're in my real life, this has been my theme. Things need to be easier, right? I shared our whole moving story and how it was hard until it wasn't. And every other choice we've made lately or solution we've been seeking for moving, etc. If it's not easy, I know to stop and either back up or start over. Nope, not going to be hard. So we had this happen just yesterday with a moving truck. Um, Jason kind of tried to find one they couldn't give him info well they could take a reservation but they couldn't give him a date it was just totally a clusterfuck of nonsense and so my intention was nope this is going to be easier that's not going to work for us we can't do that we don't have dates it's not gonna work and I contacted another company made a very easy reservation and in 20 minutes it was totally set so I'm teaching myself, again, just stay with the ease. So back to the blog post, rereading my own words. Yes, beautiful, no, not feeling easy. You know, should it feel hard to find women in your community that want a midwife? Um, or on the other side, it's also hard or has felt hard to me here in the, in the near past just driving a ton and you know, 20 minutes away, yeah, maybe it's a community midwife, maybe it's not. Um, two hours away, nope, to me, that's not local community. So, I guess that's something to talk about. As I was reading it, I realized I care less about midwifery than I used to, in a sense. I still love it. I love our school, I love our students, I love it. But when I was reading this blog post that I wrote, I thought, no, the mythical unicorn that I'm speaking of, that is this community midwife, is really the community. Like that's the mythical unicorn, because there are many midwives, myself and many more all over the world, that would love to be walking the births. They would love to um, be valued, you know, in their community in a, in a deeper and different way. So that has not changed. But yeah, what became apparent to me is that a true community, and I'm working out what that means. So I'm not even here to say, hey, this is what a true community is. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't think we've been living in one now that we have the opportunity to go somewhere else. And again, it doesn't mean I haven't had beautiful friendships and amazing births. And, you know, people that totally would at a moment's notice pick up the phone for me. Yes, I'm so lucky but community, like a larger group of people that are all working together towards similar goals, no, that is not here. And, and I don't think it will ever be here, but in about two weeks, <laughs> it won't be my business, now will it? So what does community actually mean to you? It's what I'm thinking about because I think I have more energy to try and create that in a new place rather than, Create the community midwife, if that makes sense, and I'm not sure it entirely does. So to me, community is a large group. Like I said, a larger group. So I don't know how many. I mean, maybe it's 20 people. Maybe it's 100 people. Maybe it's 200 people. Right? I don't know. It's a larger group with similar beliefs and values and philosophy. And the last year, this insanity has showed us all. Who our people are. So, in some ways, it shouldn't be hard. And I hate to, um, you know, on one hand, you hate to like polarize, right? Because that's kind of the problem. But at the same time, if this is about a community that protects each other, that is there for each other, that understands each other, that supports each other, then it's not really polarization. It's simply looking at where people are and choosing wisely. And if people don't resonate their belief systems, they're doing things you would never do to your body, Um, they're scared, they're in fear, you don't want to be with that. You got to turn the other direction, even if you're turning your back, seemingly on what you thought was your community. So definitely the last year has thrown this word, community on its head. And I know for a fact, I know there are many people out there that have had that experience. They thought their community was this one thing, And then this world event happened and they're alone. You know, they don't have community anymore because, well, possibly it was never a community in the first place or just not resonant. Not the right people. So community, um, believing similar things and maybe engaging in similar activities that are useful to humans (laughs) to benefit us all. Right. So. The obvious things that come to mind would be the care of our children, you know, Um, not sending them to school, you know, maybe collectively doing something together, and maybe it's not super structured, but I was thinking one thing that I would love, and I'll talk more about this, is other people that have really cool skills teaching my children, because we've done that in the past here and there, but on a larger scale, so... know what do I have to bring to the table is the question what could I offer children whether it's an actual class maybe it's a craft right maybe it's just reading stories out loud to little kids Um, you know for me maybe it's teaching teenage girls cycle stuff maybe it's teaching about intimacy and sex to teenagers right like there's a million things that each of us could bring to the table that aren't school subjects, they're life topics. And I think in a, in a community where people were valuing raising our children in this conscious way, those things would be welcome. So that child, child rearing, (laughs) um, you know, food is another one and I'm not, I don't mean like the way you eat per se, but growing stuff, you know, I'm not a gardener, so I'd love to be in a community where someone is good at that. Um, You know, raising animals for food and milk, chickens, all of that sort of obvious stuff that each of us seem to sort of be struggling with on our own. And like I said, moving, I don't know what I'm coming into. Um, You know, we're not living on a compound or anything. We're not living in community. So chances are, at least initially, if I want chickens, I'll be getting my own chickens. And I do plan on that. But that's not really community. Although who knows how that connects, right? Maybe there are people that want to trade chicken eggs for vegetables, blah, blah, blah. So on one hand, it just sounds like a kid's fable, this idea of community. But I know most people listening totally get it. And they they say they want that, right? I've said I want that, but yet it's hard to know what steps to take. So (sighs) <sighs> Back to midwifery it 's not really about midwifery. it's about somehow having communities that are sustainable and side note, I know people are doing this so i 'm not acting like, "Oh, this is my idea, and just no one 's doing it It's like, no, I know there are places all over the world where people have this figured out and and I could afford to learn from them for sure. Um, although to be clear, and this is my own opinion and bias and personality. I don't actually want to live in a community like a, like a, what do I say? Um, I don't want to live with other people. Does that make sense? Or I don't want to live super close to them. I don't enjoy that. I want my own space. I want my family to have their own space. So, you know, there's lots of ways that could look. But I don't want to live in a... I don't even know what the word is, a commune or like an eco village where, you know, everybody's finances are connected and I'm not at that point. And maybe I'm not enlightened enough, but that's not what I'm imagining, Um, although I'm totally open at the same time. So I have what I've imagined, but I have the fact that I don't know anything. And here I am talking about what I imagine community to be. And maybe just maybe I would have to experience it or there really is a way that it could work for me, and for groups, you know, that we haven't even hit on yet as humans. So I'm totally open to that. Because as I think more about the way a midwife would be supported, which is sort of the point of this podcast, um, I do recognize that something like money does factor in highly to my definition of community midwifery, and what at this moment, could be a vision. Again, you don't know what you don't know. So I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And I don't I don't know the possibility. So I'd love to hear from people too. You know, email's great. Um, if you live in a community where a midwife in particular is really supported by the community in her role because the community is so well set up to support all members in contributing, and so things like money may not play into it as much. So I've painted what I think is a picture. Of an ideal community, not necessarily living together, but having similar values, um, having talents and skills and wisdom that we share as equally as possible and having actual like physical, tangible goods that we're able to help each other out with. I think that's sort of basic, but that's where I'm at because I've never had that. And and I would like to experience that. So in, in imagining that. Well, again, I had to go backwards, right? So what is a community midwife? How could I embody that role more in a way that's working for me? So not driving around, not feeling disconnected from people. Um, How could I do that? I had to imagine the community that would support this role. So this is kind of like the next mini topic. Um, In your community, do you feel like the role of the midwife is valued? And I think that's so crazy to consider. And I'm not sure that as a midwife, (laughs) I have the answer, right? Because I'm not talking about my personal value, like Maren, the midwife, she's great or she's not great. No, I mean like this archetype, this role of a woman that is with other women in the childbearing year, probably also is very adept at supporting death in her community. So life and death. And she's a healer. You know, she's all things. So back to my reimagining midwifery. Um, It's a more rich role than Americanized NARM-ized CPM midwifery, and that's maybe bold, but hey, you know, I can say it because I've been there and I've done it, and that might work for many people to just have that be what they do. So, you know, they just do prenatals, they go to births, they go to postpartums, it's kind of surfacey, blah, 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 and that's being a midwife. Um, I'm just expanding the possibilities for myself And I think this idea of, you know, more spiritual guide of a healer in all of the ways that we each have talents is indeed getting back to our roots. So it's not new, you know, of course, radical, as you know, probably means back to the roots. So it is a radical definition of midwife, but it's back to the roots of what I think we did do more. And it's an archetype. It's not just, you know, Sally midwife. It's the midwife in the community is valuable. And how did people show her that she was valuable? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I probably have done this in other lives. So I guess I could have asked myself before I started talking here, you know, kind of channeled what was it like back when I was a midwife in a real village. Um, Maybe there was an exchange of money. I guess I'm imagining a more purist version where there wasn't necessarily But she was just supported in her role. So her job was to do these things and to show up for people. And she didn't take, hopefully, more responsibility than is necessary. And I think that's a huge conversation when it comes to money. And then she was supported in all of the ways that I've shared by her community. So she never went hungry. Her family never went hungry. In fact, maybe they had just like a plethora of cool foods to choose from all of the time, you know, dried meats and canned meats and preserved meats and all kinds of vegetables and fruits and people would, I don't know, bake them pies, you know, maybe I'm being idealistic and crazy. But, you know, I'm imagining that the midwife was well supported because it was a valuable role. And who needed money in a sense. So supported in food and shelter and her family. So I don't know. I don't know if that is correct. I don't know if I care if it's like actually correct. I think the feeling that comes with that for me feels right. Like, oh, that's what this is about. And that's what's hit me the last couple of months is like, it's it's not that I don't appreciate getting paid for what I do. And I think I deserve that. I think I've put in tons of time and effort, Um, but it's like the world is just screwed up for a midwife to get paid. And I mean that in the highest vision. I don't mean we shouldn't because we're women or women's work is invaluable. Obviously, I don't. If you've listened or read anything I've ever written or, you know, talked about this before. Yeah. So if we're going to stay in a culture where money is the only way we show value, then yeah, got to get paid. Can't do this for free. Um, There has to be an energetic exchange. But again, going back to this vision of a community then I would be fine with it. I would be fine with not exchanging money with people, and the feeling for me would be freer. So maybe that's something I need to work out since, you know, what does that mean? Why would I prefer to not get paid? Um, It's not that I would prefer to receive nothing, no. I would prefer to be energetically reimbursed in other ways that feel valuable because then, truly, um, it would just be, you know... My life's work and my passion. And I think this is a key component something around the money and people not taking responsibility for their birth. I think there's definitely something there that I've felt into. And I can give you the most boring examples, and I've shared some of these already. You know, people saying, Oh, well, I can't pay, oh my gosh, I can't pay $4,000 for a midwife. They act like, you know, that's insane. And maybe it is for some people, just depending on their personal situation. But not if they're like, oh, gosh, no, I can't. I mean, I have a car payment, and I have a mortgage, and we're going on vacation. And you start to see that it's not actually money. It's that the role is not valued. And again, it's not like a personal thing. It's just people have lost respect for this this role of space holding, of education, um, of support, and God forbid, maybe help, right? Like, why are we afraid to talk about that? You know, and that's a whole other thing when we talk about money and free birth and people not wanting to pay midwives. Oh, I'll just do it myself. More power to you. But, um, you know, there is value if you want to see it in that role. And there might not be value for you, in which case you shouldn't pay for it. But there's all kinds of just like fucked up mentality and and belief systems and values. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you have a correct belief system, then you always would want a midwife. It's just a general disdain, really, for people that do healing work and, and really being um, skeptical, which I think skepticism is healthy. You know, there's a lot of people offering all kinds of stuff, but because our world is so medicalized and and all of that, there definitely is um, not value placed on the healer. You know, most people are happy to pay their deductible, to use their health insurance. um, And if all else failed, then they'd be looking at, well, with birth, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for a hospital birth bill. And nobody really, well, maybe they do, but you know, most people are like, oh, well, that's what it costs. Like doctors, that's what they charge. You know, they charge 15000 just to show up and deliver your baby. Like nobody's questioning that. You know, not, not enough. Not, not enough people are questioning that. So that's kind of taking a tangent. Just saying that um, I don't think midwifery is as highly valued as I was as I would like it to be. And I have higher hopes perhaps for this new community. Maybe I shouldn't. Or maybe I should. And I do think it's worth looking at our own sense of self value. So I'm not leaving that out. And, you know, I think that's something I'm always looking at personally. Like, if I don't feel valued, then why should anyone else value me? Um, so, yes, we need to keep going down this deep, deeper introspective path. So we're not just externally manifesting our inner issues. Um, But I do think there's just this common thread of, oh, yeah, the midwife, who's that? What's a community midwife? And without sounding, you know, bitter, well, maybe it will, but, you know, leaving here has been insightful. And I've had lots of people that are like, oh, that's sad, you know, you're our midwife. Um, But truly, I don't think enough people care. And again, that might sound highly egotistical, but this role, so I am the community midwife. I am for another two weeks. Um, And I have been because I've been here for 10 years. I've served this community um, and that's been great. So I am, I am that person. And that isn't a title I bestowed upon myself, but it's true. I've been the community midwife here. And for people to just be like, oh yeah, that's sad. Bye. Um, You know, that's too bad because to my knowledge, um, at the moment, there really isn't anyone ready to step in here. There are people outside of this town, you know, not, not in this community that could certainly come and attend a birth. Um, but there's no one in this community that has experience and, you know, has probably the desire to even figure out how to step into that role. And then, of course, you know, the community would have to call them to do it, really. It's not a matter of just hanging a shingle, as I said, so I don't know, you know, it's, it's been interesting to see that and, and to have people just kind of say to themselves, like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll have to figure something else out. <laughs> you know, if I get pregnant again, um, which is true, but definitely not a rush from the community to say, what do we do? You know, what do we do? Our Our midwife is leaving. How are we going to fill this role? You know, what can we do to make sure that our community is well supported in birth and that our women, you know, have great care and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just not a thing on any community's radar that I know of, but I'm sure they're out there. So somebody should send me an email and I will feel much more positive about that whole situation. Um, the other thing, you know, I think that does come into play, and, and this always gets me some really um, nice emails and also some, you know, people sort of being ag- aggravated with me emails, is the rise of free birth, you know, and, and just where is the community midwife in these places? Because sure, there's always going to be that tiny percentage of women that for whatever reason, say, I don't want anyone there. And that's their right to do. But I think with a really firm archetype, um, present and visible in a community, that that isn't the natural response. Like, I really don't think it is the average natural response. So there's definitely something there, and I think that speaks more to the way midwifery has become medicalized, as we all well know. I think that speaks to licensing. I think that speaks to trauma, um, and then also this money thing. You know, people not understanding what a real midwife is. You know, maybe they know. Hey, I don't want the licensed midwife. Last time I had a C-section, or the licensed midwife can't even help me this time. I have a breech baby, so what do I do? Oh, I should have a free birth. Well. There's no community midwife. There's no one that, like, across the board really supports women. So um, I guess I'll do it on my own. Or, you know, oh, there is somebody that's in that role, but I don't like midwives. You know, last time they did this stuff to me. And um, just having someone there makes me give my power away. Like, that's the way it actually seems. And I don't want to pay for that. So kind of across the board, you have um, women that really don't value this. They don't understand it. And maybe that's perfect. Maybe it's perfect. And maybe my vision is just completely selfish. And, you know, maybe it's not. I don't know. But I don't know how to change whole communities, of course. This is just me dreaming, uh, going to a new place and wondering, is it possible? You know, if I care less about being the midwife and care more about helping to create the kind of community I want, then you would think naturally, right? Naturally, you would fall into this role if it was needed, if it was valued, and you'd work things out. And that's a really exciting possibility. Um, I do think there is this new way. And I don't know if that's really how it'll look. One thing I wanted to talk just briefly about is this other idea of community, which I think just listening to this, you're well aware of the online community. And I've asked myself, you know, am I being closed to the worldwide possibilities of midwifery, just because I learned hands on, I mean, you know, That's how we learn skills and seeing people face to face. Like there's so many beautiful things about local people and being one of them and, you know, sharing a meal and inviting them into your house. But I've had to ask myself, you know, do I need to possibly let go of that just so I can see what's really needed and the way I can be more valuable? And the truth is, the communities I've been talking about aren't rampant. They might be where a couple of you live, and that's awesome, but they're not rampant. So I have to ask myself is there another way? And I've mentioned this in other podcasts. Um, just the success with doing online prenatals. You know, who would have ever thought? And years ago, I would have said, oh no, that's not for me. Can't do that. And now it's pretty much all I've been doing for obvious reasons. So that's morphed also into supporting births from afar, which again is not new. I've been doing that for years. Um, Not that many per year though, maybe one or two a year. But now with this idea of community and value and archetype and all the things I've talked about, I've really wondered, you know, is that what I'm being called to do? Um, If a community doesn't need me, Or, you know, I don't even mean me, of course, but like if a community, a local community isn't really feeling that, it's not valuable to them, then what do we do? You know, and is this idea of virtual support really that bad? I can't claim it to be midwifery for myself because it's only part midwifery and attending a birth virtually isn't like being there. And there's a lot. You just can't. Have access to obviously, right, like can't touch a person, can't feel a belly, can't listen to a heartbeat, can take a temperature, can't make someone food, um can assess so many things or be present in energy and and physical body for all of it, right, so there is a limit, but is that what people want, and does that work for me? you know <clears throat> way easier, way easier getting up in the middle of the night and getting in the car and, you know, sleeping at someone's house for two days. And like I said, on the other side, if women, and these are really amazing women, of course, they're super powerful, super powerful. Um, If they want it like that, then maybe that's where we're headed. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means for me. I don't know what that means for kind of like birth as a whole and this idea of the local community. Like, are we kind of going to let that die because enough people aren't into it or what's the work that needs to be put in? I don't have the answers to any of it. And I know I'm still willing to see that. And when I get to our new place, I really do want to participate. I mean, I would help. I would help build it as much as I can, you know, with the skills that I have. Um, But in the meantime, is our version of community online? And is that okay? And can we make it work? And does it feel good? And are people being supported? Um, And I think in a lot of ways, they are. And it's not crazy. I know from my perspective as a midwife, it feels like so freeing in a way. Because there are women all over the world. And I don't even know, you know, I know uh, 0.15% of all of them, right? Like, I don't know anyone. So the possibilities of working with different people all over the world that are so ready to own their births and so want a midwife, even virtually, because maybe that's the best they can do, their community also doesn't value a community midwife, um, then maybe it's a match made in heaven. And, um, you know, I just have to see where it goes. And if that's really the direction I want to start putting energy in. Or if this is just this season of change and the wind blowing one way, and eventually it'll settle down and blow the other way, and all will magically become clear. I do not know. All right. Well, that was longer than I even hoped to talk about the community midwife. And is it dead or just different? I've been doing YouTube lives every Monday. I am actually gonna take a break in July, so I don't mean to uh, tease anyone. but there's plenty to re-watch on YouTube if you'd like. Um, the Indie Birth channel. It's called Midwife Monday with Marin, and we always, I think, have a pretty fun topic, lots of people commenting, fun conversation. Last week, June 7th, I believe, was all about, postpartum and the closing of the bone ceremony, which I just want to say briefly, I got to experience last weekend from my dear friend, Mayeta, who's a midwife and one of our students in California, came to Sedona to say a proper goodbye. Um, And I guess I'm mentioning it because it was beautiful. And if you want to know more about that, just listen to the YouTube live, it's all there. But I also just wanted to close with that because, and I said this on the YouTube um, that feels like community to me. And she's not someone that lives here. You know, we're not neighbors um, by any stretch, right? And we've actually only met a couple of times, but we have a strong connection. and her coming and performing the ceremony and, you know, physically laying hands on my body and and helping me move through to the next stage of life from having had a baby was extremely meaningful and felt like at the deepest level like a soul level like oh this is what women do for women and it's just in their hearts and it's ordinary and it's practical and sometimes it's hard work and it's respected and it's valued and no money needs to change hands for things like that it's because i do it for you and you do it for me or I do it for you and you do it for the next person, right? You pay it forward. So that's another aspect, I guess, um, here as a PS that brought up this idea of community and what is it and what is women's community and, and how do we get that? So I'll leave you with those questions because I don't have the answers. But I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you again soon.